some pictures come out of the beer, and you're like, oh, got to have it. I don't want to waste it. Big episode 151. Uh, yeah. So yeah, no. Last week I went in a little bit, got a little, little. I've reflected over the podcast a little bit, but this week takes all takes. No, not really. Figure I'll talk a little bit about sports. I uh, talk about my sports world that's currently happening touch on a little fantasy because tis the season and then um i received some questions some uh yard work questions some long care questions that someone like me is going to try to answer i can also update on the current state of my yard um and also a little bit of forgot to write this down a little bit of uh delta talk yes all right let's get to the first so first of all, yeah, this is some uh, local local beer news. Some little things I've been seeing. Um, one of the things from Ryan Geist I saw was this mix pack, this twelve pack they're coming out with. I feel like a lot of places are kind of trying twelve packs, trying to get some things out, and they have uh, Truth Mathlete Knowledge and a various IPA. I think they have a West Coast IPA, something new that they're doing automatically i'm like all right i want it because i miss the seasonal ipas or seasonal pale ales that they would put out um like andromeda crash uh, pure fury those are all like gone they've been replaced with the cloud harvests which it's not the same so i'll be a sucker and buy it Uh, knowledge is fine math lead is it's a local ipa it's whatever um i mean it's it's a good idea for them to try to push other beers so why not um yeah i also saw from madry they're coming out with this untamed spirits collaboration with uh kentucky liquor barn so basically they said that they got four bourbon barrels from a distillery which they didn't really name um and i guess they put their beer in these four bourbon barrels and they're going to uh, age them age them in there and i think i read the names of them which i you know a good podcast would have put down but i think they all refer to a certain bourbon um, i think yeah so be on the lookout for those um there's other new beers i saw kind of going around some stuff from listerman i really haven't given listerman too much of a shot as of late i know they've been going through a lot of changes um so i'm kind of haven't really done much with listerman 50 West is always putting out new stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like new beer news of some sort. We did, I did finally make it to um, High Grain in Silverton. It was cool. Felt more, a lot more like a restaurant. Um, lots of like, it just felt like a restaurant. 
Uh, beer was good though. I did. I enjoyed the beer. It was fine. Uh, food was decent. I had. I think I had a Philly cheesesteak. It was. It was good. Um, feel like it's like a good like neighborhood uh, brewery, like one of that type. Yeah. Let's go to the second. Guys, girls, I finally figured out the Tobacco and Trade Bureau for beer labels. I finally, peep, like, certain people would post and say, here's some beer label approvals. These are, this is kind of what's happening. And I think on the show I've mentioned, like, some things that I think are going to be in the, in the pipeline. And then I know the one podcast that or the one blogger that's posted them hasn't posted in a while my like, heart this can't be that hard to figure out so i finally figured it out i saw some beers coming through i saw the toomey um which is a big deal i don't i think it was a cag collar um i saw some variants for a christmas beer from mad tree and again these labels aren't like they're just approved the the beer might not happen still so typically it will though and typically when they're approved i feel like it's like in a couple months or like a month or so i don't know it's just kind of fun getting out in front of it various ryan geist beers i saw something from ryan geist and i don't think i noted it yeah um they it was like rg brews or something and it was, it was like these weird, like, fruity drinks. Um, so they might be, like, messing around with something like that. I don't know. I think it was, like, RG Brews or something weird like that. And I don't know. I, uh, there's definitely, it's definitely fun to, like, see that kind of stuff. Um, let's, uh, let's talk Delta. Yeah, so, <laughs> Delta Airlines. Ha, <laughs> ha, you thought I was getting into real hot takes, didn't you? I, I want to. I want, like, I want to, and I told myself not to do this. I, I would love to, like, talk about, no, I would not actually let, like, I wouldn't like to talk about vaccines on here. Come on. I wouldn't want to do that. But, like, I'm, like, I feel like everyone's so scared to say the way they feel about it. And, like, and from both ways, everyone's just, like, there's like a lot of loud people that don't give a shit and just like talk all about it. Um, and sadly, like the loud people that talk about their stance are the ones that people get their information from. Maybe that's one takeaway I can say from this is when people say they do their research, does that mean that they liked a post from their crazy Aunt Linda on Facebook? And your crazy Aunt Linda could be far left or far right. So you're just getting all of her information. Is that your research? I I don't know. I, when people say, oh, I did my research. What, what, what would you do? Did you go on Google and like look up something on your like that's got your slight. That has like your side of like the argument. And you looked it up like, yeah, that's right. That's right. Or did you, like, kind of look up, like, an actual, like, article or, like, actual, like, non-biased opinions or not opinion, you don't want opinions. Like, I always try to look for, like, non-biased facts. That's what I want. That's what I want to know. I, I don't want just some piece that somebody wrote about that's completely false. And I'm not talking one way or the other. I'm, I just want, 
Look, no. Mm. Trying to be general here. Everybody wants to return back to normal. Everybody does. This virus is not going away. It's not going to disappear. It's not. It's going to turn into something that's just always going to be there. Like other viruses that came around. And I think we just have to manage it. And what way are we going to manage it? One way we're not going to manage it is by going on social media and scolding people for going out and doing shit. Like, okay, then sit in your basement and don't do anything and make fun of people when they're trying to get out and do things. Okay. I just just make make sure we're getting the right information. If you just hear somebody say that you're going to grow a third arm if you get the vaccine, don't run with it. Like, just... I don't know. I... Like, I get... I get where every single side is coming from. Like, I really do. I think a lot of people do. But then the loud people don't. And the loud people make it uncomfortable. And the loud people... Are those 30 people on your Facebook feed... That you see posting every fucking day. The same shit. Those 30 people. Social media is not great. Okay. Let's go back to drinking the dugout. Let's go back to Delta. <laughs> so Sweetwater and Delta linked up together. And came up with a... So I guess... Something with this. So just just handed me this information. Didn't want to be on the pod. It's fine. And she um, said that I guess like people, the reason that people really don't like airplane airline snacks and stuff is because your taste buds are different up at thousands of feet up in the air. So Sweetwater teamed up with Delta to make a beer that tastes that has a better taste up and to be enjoyed up there. I guess it's like overly hopped to like just um, balance things out. I think it's got like a 3.9 or something on uh, Untapped now. That is definitely because of like how like unique it is. Um, I think it's very cool. I think it's a cool idea. Would it have been good for me to research and see exactly what they did to make this beer better? Yeah, but you know, uh, here I am. So that's Delta talk, but back to vaccine talk. No, just kidding. I don't. I don't no, I'm all for doing what you want to do. Like I really am. I really am. But, but, just make sure that like what you like, what you want to do, isn't influenced by complete bullshit, and that's one way. Or another I'm not saying like I'm not I'm, I'm being in the middle here I don't want to be one way or another I don't I don't want to you don't want to force people to get the vaccine like you don't want that that's not going to like solve things and that's what I know that's the way that unvaccinated people feel is that they're going to be forced to job there's a lot going on right there's a lot going on right now 
but you just you want everybody to be comfortable and uh Okay. Am I digging a hole? Or am I just mumbling? I feel like I'm, am I mumbling like to like stay in the middle? Maybe. But, you know, maybe that's the problem is that we're all scared to kind of... Like, you don't want to choose a side um, because you want to listen to both sides. I always try to do that. I really always try to do that. I... And I know my like my mom hates it because like she's like bitching about something and I'm like, oh, you know, just have you thought about what they were thinking? She's like, Don't say that. <laughs> but really, you you need to look at both sides. And that's been I mean, Jesus, I mean that's the basis of politics right now. Is that people are so on one side and just don't really get the other side. And like you gotta like you gotta see where like people are coming from on things. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe there's the silent majority of people really do see both sides, but are too scared to give their support because they don't want to be outcasted. I mean, think of the whole, like... Oh, God. I mean, think of, like... No. Okay. This is supposed to be a lighthearted podcast. I don't know. But, like... I don't talk about this stuff. I don't. I don't. I don't want to talk about this stuff because I don't want to like. I don't want to offend people. I don't want to get into arguments. I don't want to like. I don't know. Just right now, I'm just like talking into a microphone, so it's like I'm just basically talking to myself. But I don't know. It's just uncomfortable, I guess. Whatever. Let's go. To, let's go to Blue Jackets. That's another another sad topic is uh. My Blue Jackets are uh, disappearing. Cam Atkinson is traded for Voracek. Maybe some other guy. Seth Jones is gone. Said he didn't want to be in Columbus anymore. Okay. Go for it. Signed Zach Wierenski to a big old deal. He said he wants to be here. Cool. Something really cool, though. Pierre-Luc Dubois changed his number to 80 in respect to Kivy, the goaltender who died on... Was it on around the 4th of July? The accident? Absolutely tragic. And I don't think... Yeah, I don't think I talked about that at all. Um, that... Yeah, that shook me. Was like, I was just really sad for a couple of days there. Like, uh, just young kid. And um, just like, I don't know. I mean, just really sad. Really uh, tragic. Yeah. Alright. So where do we go from here? Where do we do? Um, this season is going to be probably challenging, tough. Um, don't want to get my hopes up at all. I'm going to take it game by game. Yep. That's, uh, that's all we can do. Let's go to Reds. <sighs> the Reds. I'm excited for the rest of the season. I mean, I'm thinking of like the players that we're getting back. Castellanos just came back tonight. Um, and I'm like... Putting my blonders on and acting like nobody else is ever going to get injured. Um, it's baseball. It really is. Um, you want to try to win two games, lose one. I mean, that gives you the put you in a put you in a decent spot. But I mean, baseball is such a like roller coaster. 
I mean, the good teams win like two or three, lose one, maybe lose two, then win three more. Um, and beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. It's like, should we sweep Pittsburgh if we want to compete? Like, that's that's a tall. I mean, that's not easy to do. I mean, they're they're not good, but it's still not like. You, I mean, you kind of want. I mean, you obviously want to sweep the Pirates, duh, but. It's hard. Um, but this team fights. Like, they. This is the first time in, like, a few seasons where if we're down, like, three to one, we're down, like, five to three, we're down a couple runs, we're down a run, it's in the middle of a game, I know we can come back. And, like, the past couple seasons, if we were down, I knew we were. That's pretty much it. I don't have to watch, but we fight. We're very resilient, and that is that's something you want in the playoffs. I mean, it kind of reminds me of like the Nationals when they won the World Series. Do I think we're going to win the World Series? No, like no, I don't know. But would you rather have a team going in like? Would you rather have a team? That is like that's gonna like battle like the Reds like to get into the playoffs and then to go far and then lose in say the championship series or have a very good team that's like expected to go to the World Series and then lose in like the second round or something. I don't know. I don't know. It just is like it's it's like when you have like a good college football team and like when you lose one game, you know like your season's over. But then when you have a team that's like could be good and then you win a couple games, you're like you I don't know, it's almost like with like the Bearcats this year. It's like if we don't win every single game, like we're gonna we have like such a pressure every single game to win. And it's like expected. And that's kinda it's it's like a whole like I haven't really I haven't I just had my last, or well, second last, um, beer from Seeds tonight in my new Treehouse glass, which I am very excited to have that glass. Beautiful glass. My God. It just, they said they were like, they were like crafting it for like two years and there's so many like details about it. It's a, it is a fantastic glass. Anyways, Bearcats, I mean, it's like the same way like Ohio State fans are. It's like, you're expected to like win pretty much every game where you're out of the playoff picture like and it's like so much pressure like whereas like Bearcats of the past like we beat like UCF and it's like a treat well now we're like expected to and if you don't it's like so much pressure yeah I don't know. but honestly Bearcats go undefeated do they get in the playoffs with UCF not getting in the playoffs when they did, I, uh, I, I just, I really don't think it's going to happen, unless we smoke Notre Dame. That's that's, it's going to hinge on that. Maybe smoke Indiana. I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited though. I mean, it's gonna be fun. All right, uh, scoreboard stumper. What is currently the Reds' chances to make the postseason? Yes, what 
because it's one of the chances. And I think I remember seeing the chances for winning the World Series, but I'm not positive we can... I'll pop that in there if I remember correctly. Let's go to uh, fifth inning. Ooh, FCC. There's another team that I love. <sighs> I went to my first game at TQL Stadium on Saturday. And uh, this close to a tear. That close. Walking into the stadium. Not, not tears of sadness. I mean, I was, still, I was, I was pissed off at the end of the game. But... Um, big like realization moment like walking up so Jess and I went down early went to a couple places went to Washington Park before the game it was bumping everyone had FCC gear on everybody there's so many fans there's just OTR was buzzing with fans it was so cool to see like this is exactly what Don Garber wanted being in the urban core like this is this is exactly what it, it was so cool and um just walking to the game, going up those big steps was just like chills. I mean, just like you're, you never get like every other team that like I've root for has been a team for years upon years. We, we, our generation hasn't seen like the formation of a team and the start of a team and stuff. And we were able to witness that with FC Cincinnati. Like, just to be able to see it from the ground floor up. It's just so cool. I mean, I remember from... I remember the first season, there were so many, like, soccer teams that tried and, like, didn't do anything. Like, they were, like, giving away free tickets to go to these games for years. When I've heard of FC Cincinnati, I was like, oh, it sounds like another one of those teams. So I didn't really pay too much attention at first. I was like, oh, the games are UC kind of cool. And then, like... I saw a couple games on TV, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, oh, yeah, that's our little, like, little soccer team that we have. And then, like, people start going. Then I think I went to a game. Did I go to a game the first season? I think I did. And um, it was just neat. It was it was a neat thing for everyone to go to, like, something new. Like, our sports weren't that great. Um so it was like something like unique that people could go to and like be a fan of this team and it was like relatively cheap and i think that drew so much so many people in and then we had like a pretty good team like we had a good team going and there there was it was just such a unique little thing that we had and like i mean the spark was absolutely like the Mar Hunt trophy like with playing columbus my god what a dream that was playing the Columbus crew and beating them and then playing the fire and beat it was just that was just um I mean I don't want that to be the peak of Cincinnati soccer I don't oh, I don't want that. <laughs> but that was incredible um and then just like the whole saga then then the saga of building our next team like the season after that and then the was it the NASL folded and we're picking off all of these like the all-stars of that league were coming onto our team. We were building this brand new team of just like superstars. And just like hearing all the rumors and like seeing the Snapchats of like Nazmi like there, like he was supposed to be like the second coming and like seeing like 
he wasn't announced, but it was, like, rumored. And then, like, it was on someone's Snap story. It was him sitting there, like, drinking a smoothie. And, like, then it's making the rounds. And just, that was, like, so much fun. And whatever winter that was. It was a winter of, like, seven, I don't know, 17 or 8. I can't remember. And then we went to, like, the meet and greet with the players and stuff. And, like, we all kind of felt like it was, like, the MLS was happening soon. And then the announcement came. And, like, there's so many fake announcements. And then finally it came. That whole just thing of, like, is it going to happen, isn't it? Like, here's this, like, and then we go down to Fountain Square. And Vinny's a little wee little lad. And, oh, that was just, uh. That was um, that was really cool. So just the culmination of all of that, and then we us getting a stadium, our own stadium, and like I remember like thinking about like year like years like even like playing FIFA like where would the where would the Cincinnati Football Club Stadium be? I called I called it Cincinnati FC, which is a much cooler name. So where would that stadium be? And I looked down I. I'm like, ah, I, would, I think it'd be cool if it was like somewhere downtown. And then that's when I found Stardust Stadium. I was like, what's this like football stadium doing in the middle of OTR? I'm like, oh, that would be cool if the stadium was right there. Voila. There it is. This beautiful stadium. I mean, there's like when you like think of what you want in like a stadium or something. When you think of like... I want it to look like this, or even like the crest, or the, the ever anything you think of. Like, I hope it looks like this. This, the stadium checked, I think all my boxes. With like, just like the roof and the, like all my, it just everything was it was perfect. And the seats and the safe standing and Bailey and, uh, it, it was really cool. I like the uh, the back where you like walk around. Like you can't go in a full circle. You need to like walk outside the stadium and like go behind the the um, suites and stuff. But it's like this catwalk you're on in the back, and I think it was a win-win because it was a cheap way to get around. But then also you go out. You're like out. You're kind of like outside the stadium and you're like walking, and you're in the neighborhood again. And it's just like. And, like, the way those houses are right there, like, feels like you're over, like, you're over in England. Like, it just is, uh, it's cool. The seats are, like, perfectly, like, on a slope. So, like, you feel like, I felt like I was right there. I was in the, I was in the, uh, top section or whatever. It was probably in, like, the middle of the section. But I felt like I was, like, right there. It's cool. Yeah. I'm going back on Saturday, actually. So, yeah. So what do we need now? What do we need? We need a, we need a somewhat of a, a better midfielder to field the balls in the middle and bring it up front. I'm seeing chemistry happening. I am. Matarita is maybe one of the most important players that we have for our left back. Him, Acosta, Jeff Cameron. Then you go like Barrial. I think even. Brenner has good center forward flashes of, I love when a, I mean, I don't, I don't really know if he's in like the striker position, but I love when he comes and plays defense and like disrupts the ball, like amazing. Um, we can, we can make plays. We really can. Kubo is like starting to like form into this midfielder. 
which I always thought he was like up front or a winger. He's starting to make some good defensive plays. Yeah, I think it's cool. Um, we would be nowhere if we didn't have Cameron. Looks like Teton's going to move. So we got Vermeer, who's been getting better, but sometimes is really bad. Jobstom. What do we do? I mean, you don't want to... You, you you really do need a MLS coach that knows, like, the MLS style. And maybe he's learning it. I mean, you don't want to keep canning coaches because you want them to establish their, like, f tactics and stuff. But that's the, uh, that's the hard part. Let's go to the Bengals. It is uh, officially hype season. This is uh, August. This is the time where everyone hypes up the team. Um, I heard the offense needs a little bit of work so far. So, who did? Fantasy. All right. I wanted to give out like three players I love and three players I hate, but I'm not going to give like any player that I love out because I'm just not not doing it. There are guys I love. Um. The one thing, though, the running back situation, after the top 10 is, like, after the first couple rounds, first few rounds, it's a little bleak. Obviously, your bell cows are gone, which really don't really exist too much anymore. You really, to get a good running second running back, you got to get lucky, or you need to hope for a waiver wire pickup. Like, seriously. Um... I think it's easy, much easier to get a good wide receiver in those third, fourth, fifth rounds than it is to get a running back. Sounds like Vinny is still awake at 10 o'clock at night. Welcome to my life. Three players I would not pick due to their average draft pick right now in their rankings. Jonathan Taylor, who I was high on at the end of last year. But he's being drafted very high, especially with Carson Wentz. Questionable with other players coming back. He's like the number four, like five, six running back right now. No, I would not. Uh, DK Metcalf is really high. I, I don't know about that. He had a great season for me last year. I think I won a league because... I got him later in the draft, but his draft, his um, pick is pretty high right now. And then Saquon Barkley, I there's a lot of other running backs I would pick. Like what? So if it was Taylor or Barkley, who would I pick? Hmm. Probably Taylor. But I don't know. It's just there's a lot of question marks with Barkley. Really is. Yeah, that's all I got. Let's go to my yard questions. Alright, so friend of the show, Luke, was asking, he had a couple questions for me. He said, I got a big, big area that needs to be overseeded. What's a way to go about this? Do I just throw seeds down and let Mother Nature do his thing? What do I do? So I have a couple of options, two that kind of go hand in hand-ish. So what I do to overseed is I mow low. Then what you can do, which I haven't done yet, is aerating, which is a good idea. Um, 
you could also then do so this is kind of my option too is then to do a uh, slit seeder so they got these things that slit put seeds in it's a very effective way but you got to rent something for it um and that's that could be pretty costly um so if you don't do that then you can do thatch which i would do especially if you have a large yard you want to get you don't want to be raking the yard the large yard because that really blows um, so you want to get something that you can pull behind to dethatch or um, rent some electronic one or something. Then you spread your seed down just with a spreader. Then you'll lay down some fertilizer with some high phosphorus. That's the second number that's in the NPK. Um, so typically I spread down for a typical feeding. It's the 24011. Um, and the zero is where the phosphorus is, and I don't have any. I only have a number where the um, second number is, is when I'm like planting, because that boosts your root growth. Root growth. So usually you'll typically see um, like new lawn, like new lawn fertilizer that has a high second number. And that's what you want. Um, when I do my overseeding in the spring, which I think I'm going to do again in the fall. They have a new lawn plus um, it's like a, it's it's also got a, a dimension or something in there for for weeds for pre-emergent, um, but it doesn't harm grass. There's a specific kind you need because if you use any other pre-emergent with new grass, it's going to kill your grass. Um, so just make sure you're doing the right thing. I think it's from Scotts. It's a light blue bag that I use. I might do that again at the end of this month. I haven't decided if I'm overseeding again. And then water the hell out of it. That's what I would do. Now, for patches, I have a method that worked very well this um, this year. I, there were, I had some patches that I filled up, and they're doing really well, but they are dying because <laughs> it's hot and there's no rain. So I've been trying to... Um, my backyard looks like shit. It's crunchy back there. Um, front yard's getting a little bit more attention, but those patches need some, some, uh, some help. And also, I have quack grass. Let's go. Okay, I get to quack grass in a second. So these patches. Uh, Ryan Nor is this lawn guy, this dorky lawn guy that's on YouTube. You can look him up. Ryan Nor K N O R R has a lot of good videos. Um, he's probably got a podcast too, and I know he sells stuff. But I looked up a video of his on how he patches bare spots. So here's what you do. And Luke's second question is about an oak tree that he got pulled. That's a giant bare spot. What would he do? So the first thing he does is rake that area. So just loosen up the area. So for where that trunk is, what I would do is get a rototiller and really beef it up. Um, make sure that it's it's all loose now something luke mentioned was about the city in the grass or like needing to um adjust that you can buy on amazon some um soil tests i bought one last year at the beginning of the year luke you can borrow mine if you'd like it's just these little what you do is you go get your sample of dirt you spread it in some water and then put a little bit in with um a little uh, you put a little tablet in there and it changes the color. I can uh, I can show you what I'm talking about with that. But then that's where I figured out 
that my grass was too um, was not acidic enough. I think so. I had to I had to add something last year. So, anyways, here's what you do. So you rough up that area if you have a bald spot. Then you put seed down. You sprinkle a lot of seed. Just go go haywire. Sprinkle sprinkle seed. Then you use your rake again and just kind of like mix it all up with the soil. Just kind of get it all like it should look like like I don't know like you'll just see like you kind of see the seeds a little bit but it's like it's all mixed up in there. Then put seeds on top of it. Put seeds on top again. And then sprinkle some peat moss over it. And then water it. And voila. Worked out very nice. So once again, rake it, loosen things up. Add some topsoil. I don't think I said that. Add some fresh topsoil on top after you rake. Then put your seed down. Sprinkle a lot of seed in there. Then rake it again to mix it up. Lightly rake it. Don't go haywire. Just mix it up. Then put seed on top of that. Then, you know what I did? Actually, I patted it down after this. I stepped on a little bit just to compact it. Then sprinkle peat moss on top of it and then water it. And then make sure you consistently water it. And you should have grass for bare spots. It worked for me. Stumper answer. What is the Reds current? What are the current chances for the Reds to make the postseason? It is 14.5%. I think it was 0.3% to win the World Series. Did I offend anyone with my vaccine talk? Does anyone think different of me? I think I was pretty vague. I think I, I, I did that on purpose. So I don't really want to... I don't... Let's just... I don't, let's, I don't want people... Like... This is, my last, this is my last point. Is that when people have certain opinions on things... I, I don't like that then people are like chastised like I think everyone's so afraid to say their opinions on things or like whatever the political party they're a fan of or blah blah because they don't want other people to like think differently of them like because that's what it's all like turned into on social media and stuff it's like you know it, it just I think that's why everyone's so afraid to give their opinions because everyone just gets so like well opinionated on it it just sucks. I don't know. I just want to be friends with everyone. I don't care what you like or what you don't like. Just, uh, I guess I'm a friendly guy. Alright. That was episode 151. I should have had a shot of 151 to toast, but I did not because that's not a great idea. You guys have a great weekend. Will I be back next week? I don't know. It depends if anyone gets me a question that I have to answer. <laughs> friend of the show Luke got me to do this podcast thank him see you guys